0: Listener, do we start episode 126 of The Cool Room with that sound effect of a comic train crash? Well, because the beginning of this episode was a bit of a train wreck, thanks to your host, David Griffiths, who forgot to press record at the very beginning, uh, as I'm sure Travis would have done, as in, Travis would have remembered had he been here to remind me of such things. Uh, we were having such a good chat before the episode started. Andy from Emboldened Brewing in San Diego had joined us about half an hour earlier in the Zoom room, which was a great treat. He also hung around at the end for a lot long. And as we always say, one of the best reasons to be in the Zoom room live with us is that you get to chat with the brewers. Uh, we took full advantage of that and really more or less just lurched over into the recording of things before we'd really realised that we should set ourselves up properly. And get ourselves organised. What does that mean? Well, in today's recording, you'll hear us refer a few times to things that we mentioned earlier as we tried to uh, cover up for that fact as we went along. Um, It's still a really excellent episode, and uh, Andy has so many exciting stories to tell about Embolden, a really interesting brewery. doing some really interesting things in uh, San Diego, down near the Mexican border, and some of the best beers that we've had on the Cool Room this year, I reckon. Uh, If you don't have those beers with you, uh, at the time of recording this, we still have some tasting packs left in our online store. Uh, That's on Shopify, so if you search Cool Room Podcast Shopify, you can get those beers. Uh, You can also start to get the April pack beers We've, as ever, got some awesome guests coming up in April. Uh, the Nurnia Earth special edition is already sold out, but we do have packs available for the mill, woodshed, um, woolshed, I should say, local, uh, and hawkers. Uh, so some really great breweries there. Really interesting in talking to local brewing company, who I mentioned there, uh, who are doing some really interesting things in terms of supporting some charities uh, so all up, some great episodes to be had there. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook to keep up to date with all of our events, and now we'll start to put together the pieces of the puzzle that form our interview with Emboldened Brewing. Um, I didn't click
1: record at the start of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and here we had Andy thinking like where this polished kind of this this 120 episodes breweries from all around the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel so stupid.
1: Are we recording now?
0: We are we're now recording, recording now.
1: Yeah, because he's going to show
2: you this for the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because because we're going to include that bit in the podcast itself. Just. To... I'd I'd
0: like to blame you, Warren, for distracting me at the start, but the reality
1: is that it's entirely my own work. No, no, I kind of did. I jumped in, but I always jump in. So welcome
0: to the podcast. Isn't it great to be here today for episode 126? (laughs) We're having a good chat uh, with Andy from Emboldened Brewing. We've already finished our first beer, and this is going to be one of every good podcast a friend of mine likes to say has a lost episode. And you have all just missed out on some of the most fantastic banter that Mm. we've enjoyed on the podcast ever about the amazing... The On Borders beer, the Baja Lager from Embolden. we in the Zoom room know all about its importance, the significance of its name and what it means to the brewery. And we're going to touch on some of those themes again as we start to move through the end of this beer and on to the next one. To everyone in the Zoom room, my apologies. Um, Andy and Warren, my big apologies to you. I feel like the biggest goose in the world, but it was because I've genuinely been loving the conversation that I didn't think about the technical things behind the scenes.
2: Um, the biggest um, goose um, in the world seems to be very valuable, not to be like a, like that shouldn't be a negative thing. The biggest goose in the world would be like, that's that's great. Wait. Explain that.
1: It's, so so we were just saying, yeah, it, it's, it's,
2: <laughs> we were just saying. Like, it. how's being a big goose the bad thing? Like, that's like know. so much meat. It is, yeah. <laughs> I love I'm it. just messing with y'all. Go, 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 yeah, it's much um, big, Jerry big, big, the pop- big gooses here. We, we love big gooses. Biggest difference between Australia and America. We love big ass gooses. All right, we, then, let's go. We, we we like,
0: it. trust me, the, the words I'm using about gooses. myself in my head aren't as polite as Goose. <laughs> nice. All right,
2: then. Let's, All right, let's get
1: it. Later. Let's get. So, so what was the name of the, of your designer again, who does those beautiful labels? Um, oh, yeah. I it's... Legit, but, because I think that was an important point. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to look up some of his work. Yeah, it's, it's Connor Hunter. Yeah cool
2: yeah um his instagram is at it's called design Mm -hmm. um but he is just a brilliant brilliant person um we for anyone who's just joining we instagram stalked him during covid he lived in california and actually moved there right before 2020 when we opened up during covid he moved to colorado so um which you know it's a it's Hop, skipping a jump from San Diego, but it's still pretty, pretty far. Um, so we we have him working remotely and just we send him um, what we're thinking and allow him complete artistic creativity and freedom the same way that um, we do with our brewers to allow them complete creative uh, freedom. That's basically our calling card as a company.
1: And you were saying just just still just still finishing off with the Baja Lager, you were saying, okay, so the label is on one side, San Diego's yeah. kind of yeah, a few landmarks in the kind of the skyline San Diego. And yes. the flip side reflection is Baja.
2: That is correct.
1: Uh yeah. So what are some of the so what are some of the um landmarks we're looking at on the camp? Well, and it is beautiful, by the way.
2: So yeah, so um the the main biggest two. It's You get the, well, I guess it's three total, but the San Diego side, obviously, Mm -hmm. we're based in San Diego. So what you'll see is Balboa Park, San Diego, um, one of um, our greatest landmarks and treasures. And then the Coronado Bay Bridge in San Diego. Um, Then there's the, it's the Freedom Arch in Tijuana um, is the large arch there. And then it's the Tijuana skyline. It it is on the south side. And then, um, you know, it's it's just meant to promote the fact that most of our families down here are truly by by border, like we're on both sides of the border, which we live on both sides of the border. Um, We don't think that that is something that's as prevalent as it should be, because so many of us are affected by anything that affects Mexico is affects us north of the border and vice versa yep. so it's 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 something that not a lot of people think about when they think of san diego it's but we think it's important
1: because your 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 brewers have family down there is there is there a similar kind of development of cra- of like the craft beer scene over there is there some of that happening oh, yeah. because we 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 don't know anything about about tecates and and nachos we yeah australians
2: oh my god yes yeah, no, um, 100% the south of the border craft brewing scene, um, especially folks in our age demographic who have grown up around craft beer, um, been exposed to it in San Diego. They have taken a lot of that, so it goes both ways. So they've brought a lot of the San Diego brewing techniques um, to Baja, Mexico, and honestly, the scene down there is fantastic. Yep. The food they pair it with is 99 times out of 100 better. Than what we pair it with, um, yeah. there's there's something huge brewing in Tijuana, Rosarito, and Ensenada. Um, it's it, you guys will be having them on here a lot more than me coming up soon.
0: <laughs> and you were saying that one of the things that makes this beer distinctive, particularly for Australian palates, I think, is that there's there's a, a corn part of the bill yes. in there. Um, yes. is that part of what makes Mexican bees or is there more
2: yes. sort of? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, there is, there's a higher corn component. Um, less, less of the types of like wheat and things that you would find more in North America. So it's much more readily available. It's, it's, it's equally readily available to me in San Diego as it is to anyone south of the border. But that's been a long term staple that creates that flavor.
0: I think particularly for Australians, that's interesting because we have, you know, such a big wheat crop. We sort of, you know, that right. wheat and, and oats and barley. You know, we plenty of that yeah. pretty easily. So we inherit those more European styles of, of Vienna course. lagers and, uh, you know, much more than than this style. So it's, of course, and we do a
2: hell of a Vienna lager, but we have to import all of that. The closest places that grow wheat to us are, it, it, it's it's a it's a long way away like indiana and shit it's not as close to san diego as you might think
0: <laughs> i think both the u.s and australia are familiar with the idea Ooh. of what it means to be in a big country and just
2: you know, yeah right physically large right yeah yeah <clears throat> physically
1: large. um now would be a good time for all the people listening to the podcast, unfortunately, you missed out on a really terrific Baja Lager because we, I think everything, everyone in the room smashed it, but Clear Intentions West Coast IPA um, is our next beer. And you were saying with the Baja Lager, it is, it is crystal clear due to, due to um, just the brewing and lagering process. And you're correct. saying a clear intention, same same idea, same philosophy. That it's not it's not a whole bunch of filtration that makes this super clear. It's correct.
2: Like, that's yeah. um that's 100 correct. So this is the one that I'm looking at. Um, it's a, uh, it's only clear due to the brewing process we do not have a filter or a centrifuge and also based on the fact that a lot of california places will not buy it if you use um basically any clarifying agents they use shellfish to clarify um we cannot use those in order to get into the type of places that we like to go and that's not what we stand for so this is honestly 100 Clear due to the brewing process, we allow everything to settle out completely. We can still logger things, of course, by getting them down to low temperatures, but um, this would be the one takeaway that I would love everyone to have, would be the fact that everyone who works on our brewing line, they do everything possible to not leave anything in the beer once it clears out, period. So... This is our West Coast IPA. A West Coast IPA is something I'm very passionate about because it's my favorite style of beer. I love whiskey and I love West Coast IPA. So, this beer right here is called Clear Intentions because for a long time in San Diego, folks were making hazy stuff on purpose or on accident, but either way, they were selling it under a trend. We do hazy IPAs and we do them intentionally. Um, this is intentionally clear and we hope that you guys received it the way that it's supposed to be enjoyed. Um, I hope that everyone likes it on the other end of this and I am well happy to talk about it once you try it.
1: I've I've always wanted to speak to someone in the west coast (laughs) brewing industry about the whole hazy kind of and west coast IPA because we we in australia we we definitely embraced the west coast IPA uh ibu's was we were in love with the higher ibu we're in love with just throwing as many fresh hops into a beer as we could uh and then we kind of moved on that how what was how did it go when it came to um, the West Coast of of the USA, like where it all where it all began, and then suddenly New England IPAs kind of being this tidal wave of of trend which go through. Is there a yeah? How was how that develop in the US, and yeah, was it the same as it is here, where it just kind of took over everything for a long time?
2: I'm gonna say this as politically correctly as I possibly can. Nice. West Coast style IPAs are what San Diego was known for. Yeah. There's a few reasons for this. I'm going to like the fun, like the fun fact is it's because the water here is super hard mm-hmm. and a lot of folks did not want to filter their water and it made the best clear IPA in the world. There's no disputing that. There's not a single other place that with its its actual water source, can make an IPA the same way that the West Coast of California can. Um, what had happened is um, New England IPAs, no one out here would ever call it that because no one does it that same style. What they were doing is they were not filtering their IPAs.
1: Uh-huh. This
2: is also, this is also an unfiltered IPA. Mm-hmm. They're just not good at making IPAs. They botched it, it became a style. When we make, and you'll try our last one, our hazy IPA is intentional. We use a juicy IPA yeast that intentionally doesn't flocculate. That's not what New England ever did. There's not a single New England brewery that does that. They do not have the brewing skill to do that. Um, We here on the West Coast can make it this way without filtering it. We can also make it hazy without filtering it. That's the main difference. Um, the competition is much more fierce out here. I, my brewery is literally surrounded by other breweries that are worth 1 billion, 500 million, 250 million. (laughs) I'm the, by far the small guy in a big pond. Um, and there's, there's, there's nothing about the new England thing that, um, what they did was it was unintentional
1: making something
2: hazy yeah making something hazy unfortunately it's an accident um that we we will do it intentionally we would never do it by accident
0: we've got a great question in the uh in the zoom chat and thank you to everyone who's joined us in there today gee it's funny when you start to think about things your, your brain starts to play little tasting tricks on you we were talking about the baja lager and the corn and all i could taste uh, with some great quesadillas. I started to think about what I wanted to cook with it, the chilies that I'd put with it. The question here is going to be about what whiskies you'd pair with this, and I guess both bourbons or uh scotches. I'm more, I'm now just thinking about that, getting little bits of smokiness out of this beer and just thinking about some really fun, smoky scotches that I could put this with. What would you
2: pair and, with? And we're talking about, and we're talking about this, the clear intentions, West Coast. Honestly well because once again all palates are different um i love irish whiskey and i love highland scotch whiskey but to be to be completely fair if i was drinking something alongside this because of its bitterness i would still drink a bourbon we americans were addicted to the sugar right we've never bourbon. mentioned
0: that in the in the, that? in the bits of the podcast we lost we had no discussion about corn syrup or anything like that so
2: yeah we're a little bit, we're a little bit addicted to the uh, to the sugar out here, and I'm a low sugar, I'm a low sugar man by comparison. And in, in, around here, um, I would still pair this with the bourbon. I pair this with like a Maker's Mark and a freaking spicy hamburger of some kind. Mm. If anyone had that, because this to this to yes. me is still bitter enough. To this would be the chaser to all those flavors. This still has enough bitter snap. To bring everything back so you can have the next round that's me personally i'm going to be honest with you you all have probably a much more refined palate than i do
0: <laughs> oh i don't know about that don't overestimate you know all of our fine words for our knowledge i don't know you,
2: you said you're
1: in melbourne You I mean you're not in sydney you're in melbourne that's classy <laughs> <laughs> oh you, you are a marketing person aren't you <laughs> that's that is excellent <laughs>
2: I'm not bad at what I do. And, You're very good at what you it, do. You've uh, you've taken. We your know what cues. You were doing. You,
0: I was going to ask about the. We part know exactly but what you were doing, past, and yeah.
1: it works. Um, there's something about about understanding that too. Like a spicy burger, uh, a, like a super sweet caramelly makers mark, and then this is the this is the chaser after that. We you would know, use like, this. Yeah, this like this,
2: this this is supposed to be. The um the shutoff switch. Because mm-hmm. a lot of spicy food down here. I mean, with Mexico, I mean, at my last house I could see it, the border. Um, from right. here I can't quite. Um, but I will tell you right now, the amount of spicy food, you need something bitter like this to just shut it all off so you can do it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot and of and a little bit of sweetness. Like, this isn't this isn't sweet enough for the American palate, right? So, like, a maker's mark i'd consider sweet you know yeah. a little bit of maker's mark and then a spicy bite and then yeah chase it with a nice uh, nice beer love it and then do it again yeah do it again right right um at, at, at infinitum uh in the
1: bit that we lost you did mention that it's like the, the brewing the the technical brewing side isn't your isn't your uh oh god no okay um but but what probably is your forte is how do you sell this to people? Or what what are the points? Describe what they should be what they should be tasting and put it in the best light. Like how how do how should people be looking at this beer and tasting it?
2: I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make this real easy. Like this might be like, I don't know if this is something that's gonna translate to, to y'all's market, but would I describe it? I was just at a, a sales meeting in Los Angeles and what I told them is. If you have to waft my beer, if I have to tell you the tasting notes, then we have failed. If this isn't the best beer for you to enjoy, then we have failed. That means that my master brewers failed. That means that I have failed. Um, If you can't enjoy this on the surface level for what it is, we've done all the research so that y'all don't have to. We've made it this way so that you don't have to think about it at all. You just have to look at my beautiful face hear my words and say, I just fucking enjoy it. And that's it because this is supposed to be the backdrop for you to enjoy time with your friends and people that you love. That's what beer changed the world when it was invented.
0: And we've got to say to to talking about those bits of the podcast that we missed uh, in the recording, we feel like the whole podcast might be keeping referencing that, but you know, that's very much the ethos you were talking about with the tap room that you've got, and the way that you want people to come and enjoy in the actual space you have as a, as a space as yep. well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, that's why we got all the best people to do it. Um, everyone, we have the same exact ethos um, as when we operate together as, as, as friends and business partners is that we want to, so we call it the fifth friend. So this is okay. It's called the fifth friend mentality. It's something that we tell ourselves, but if you go out with four friends, guess what? You, 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 you and me, we can all go drink an IPAs all day and that's mm-hmm. fine. We'll have a great day. Yeah. We've got a fifth friend who we love and we want to hang out with. That would not work, right? My fiance would not work for it. Yeah. My best friend's yeah. wife would not work for it. Um, my friend's boyfriend would not work for it. Um, we design it for the fifth friend. So if literally the person that you know who's the pickiest can't enjoy themselves, then we as friends... I can't enjoy myself, so we operate under the fifth friend mentality, and that's that's really who we are, like in our DNA. And there's so many options here in San Diego that like people don't have to, so we have to think about that.
0: I think that's a really great way of phrasing it. But I've got to say, in some of the venues that I've run, sort of had similar thoughts about you know a place that you could take your dad or your mum for that matter. You know that you yes. know, I want yes. something a bit, I want something a bit fun and out there. But there's got to be something yes. on tap that. You know my dad yes. in his 60s 70s can enjoy and and not feel left out or feel silly about being there you know?
2: yes my dad fucking loves peroni he's an old italian man he loves fucking peroni but he drinks a shit ton of these yeah. the baja lager and I'm, that's how we can spend time together we yeah. we we like to have something for everyone and when we get to the end of this y'all will see that we have something for literally every type of <laughs> yeah. beer drinker. This last one is for the real drinkers. <laughs> we, we love that. We think it's
0: perfectly timed for you over there in San Diego. Yeah, you're going to be oh, drinking yeah, 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 at yeah. the right time of night. Um, can I ask, we, we, we've talked a bit of design with the first beer label. This second beer label, the one for the clear intentions, clearly yes. sort of references those same colours, a lot of those same sort of design motifs. I'm thinking a bit of, you know, again, there's a, a middle line and two reflections there going on. Can you talk us through the, the label and the design here? Well,
2: actually, this is um, yes, the the upside, the upside down and the right side up, they're actually both of one specific street in San Diego. Um, it's 30th Street in North Park, and North Park is known as the Mile of Beers. So there is in San, in, in in the United States of America. There is no street that has more breweries and bars at all than 30th street in North park, San Diego. This, this thing is the water park, the water tower in North park, San Diego. Um, it's an iconic thing. It looks like shit when you see it in, in real life, but if you're there, if you go and you're driving by that, then you know that you are about to arrive at one mile of nonstop breweries and tasting rooms and beer bars period
0: we've
1: got to get it's our iconic bus but it's also if there.
2: you're here it's like you're like oh god damn it <laughs>
1: um kind of because we yeah i love the idea that we've we've slid back into your roots and and where you're from um probably a nice kind of a, probably a nice chance to ask you about the story and the, the emboldened story that you guys started during the start of the pandemic. It's it, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty remarkable time to, to, to begin a brewery. Um, can you give us a little bit of that story?
2: For sure. Yeah. So myself, my best friend, my fiance and his wife, um, a lot of us, we lived together right after college. So We've been hanging out since 2012. We started to go out in the San Diego beer scene, get into our corporate jobs, everyone's settling in. Um, all of a sudden the health stuff kind of caught up with us. We actually started homebrewing kombucha in 2016. Yeah. And that we actually started the LLC because my business partner, Kyle, is a civil engineer and he just is great with paperwork. So he's like, fuck it, like let's like make an LLC out of it. So we did that, but then we realized we couldn't sell our stuff because it was alcoholic. Yeah, so, I,
0: what's an LSC? Can I ask? Or
2: oh um Limited Liability Corporation. Um, so it's uh, our version of just it's a company. We started we started a company just to like cover our asses, right? Um, we continued on and we were approaching like 2019, like we all started to have the wherewithal. We've been in our corporate jobs for a decade now. Like we were all making good money. Um We're like, hey, let's do this thing. And then COVID hit and everything shut down. So we decided I'd rather literally die serving beers than doing my king corporate job. So we were about to buy a small place that could only seat 20, but then with COVID, it could only seat five. A place in San Diego went out of business that was a huge brewery, way bigger than we would have ever done for our original concept. So the reason Embolden is called Embolden is because our friend, Cody, who's one of our founders now, he came with us to scope out the equipment that they were selling. Um, we had the, we cashed out our 401ks. We had the money on hand to be able to buy some of the stuff. So he said, it looks good. There's no way you're going to sell enough homebrewed kombucha to fill this space. So that was New Motion Beverages that we were going to start emboldened beer company became a thing when literally i looked at cody and said hey man if you want to leave your job at he was at a he was a 10-year veteran at one of the most prestigious breweries in san diego it's called mission brewery uh still is i mean they're still around it was huge um he brought himself and his head brewer and he said if you let us brew what we've been dying to brew for years because we don't want to go out brewing shipwreck like, if I'm going to die from COVID, I'm going to die brewing some shit that I came up with in my house like five years ago. They never let me do. So we invented Embolden Brewery on the spot and said, if you come here and brew everything for us, we will. Embolden Brewery is for sure going to be all yours. You brew whatever you want, whenever you want. My job as the marketing guy is just to sell it. Our graphic designer's job is just to make it look cool. All you you like just make the best liquid that you want to make. And that was it. That's 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 how emboldened brewery became wow. a thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's called Embolden Brewery, because that's the most badass thing I've ever heard in my life. The dude was making like a six-figure freaking salary at a production brewery. He I mean, I don't know if you guys have this out there. He invented the recipes for Ashland hard seltzer, he invented the recipes for Harland. Who they they actually own our distributing company here in San Diego called Scout. Um, the dude's a legend, and he's like, if you guys are cool and you're gonna let me brew whatever I want to brew, and you're gonna market it like and make it cool, I'm down. And that was that.
0: Well, we, I don't. I'm not personally familiar with those brands, although I've got to say that I'm glad. That's we okay. One hour. Into- it's local. <laughs> <laughs> We're one hour into the podcast and that was the first mention of Seltzer. So that's a really good effort by our standards because normally we get that word yeah. popping up much, much earlier in the, uh, in the podcast before that. So
2: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. We've got an <laughs> entire other brand that does that. <laughs> You'll bring on new motion some other time and I'll talk all about that. We'd we'd love that. and And I think
0: that's an amazing sort of story as to how things have started and talk about the capacity to pivot and twist and do new things when a new challenge or a new opportunity arises it's a pretty amazing story do you do you ever sort of look, pinch yourself a little bit and go and wake up in the morning and go oh no this is real it's actually
2: happening not just a dream anymore i have not realized that yet stuff like this definitely helps but i don't think that it has fully set in because it to be completely honest you know, no one has been safe this entire time, so I can't stop, which means that I can't stop to reflect. I mean, that's just full disclosure, wow. right? If, it, you know, there's a lot of people who jump ship from their jobs to depend on me, and uh, I I can't stop until everyone's, yeah, everyone's fucking safe. Brilliant but attitude. Brilliant. There's gonna be a day, there's gonna be a day where I'm gonna look back, and am like, oh my god, I was talking with David Griffiths, and I'm like, what the? Fuck?
0: Actually, people say that a lot about conversations with me. So that's
1: uh, I know, I know.
2: I'm like, this is the moment. This is the moment where I finally realized.
1: Yeah, I'll be talking to David Griffiths sometime on the phone. Put down the phone. Just think to myself, what the fuck? I <laughs> can't believe it. You're, you're How did this me? ever happen? <laughs> yeah, but P- people, have the that. That. hell is going on?
0: I'd wander in and ask, I meant, you know, no, ask for a cup of coffee in the morning, and the people would walk away saying that. So you know,
2: hey, you know what? You're you're changing lives, sir. Um, I, I was
1: about to say on that note, maybe we could we could we could take a little break. Um, oh, oh my god! Ron, can Andy, can, I, can I
0: ask one quick
1: follow? up Oh dude. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Andy, is it okay? If it, yeah, go on. You, you can't know
2: you- because my computer is going to die. So like, a break after this question will be so cool. <laughs> we we can
0: definitely do that. But I guess, w- was there ever a moment in this journey? We love to pull back the curtain, as we say. where Were you worried about what you were doing and, and you actually thought, oh, hang on, we made the wrong call? Was there ever one of those moments as well as all those really cool positive moments? Or was it always just full speed ahead and no time to think?
2: I'm going to be completely honest with you. It is both. Honestly, myself and myself and my fiance who's one of our other fond- founders there's every day where we say was this the right thing um the one thing that we can say that i can verify because everything else is unverifiable like i know that i love doing this but that doesn't make it make it like the right thing or like you know right is uh right amorphous but what i will say is that um a lot of folks are able to do, to do their passion based off of it. And I am too. And I think if that's the right thing, then I think that, you know, that's what gets us through those, those moments where we question it. Because a lot of folks are living their dream and I am too, you know, Um, it's just, it's, it's big, you know, there's more people that um, that rely on it than just you and put, to put the passion out there, you got to You got to bring it every day, every single day. Sorry, burping. got the beer. Um, You got to bring it every single day or else what's the point. So that's the hardest part is to say, can I be that person to bring the passion every single day? And you just got to show up and you've got to do it. And if you don't, then, then, then walk away. If you can't do it, then you have to walk away. I'm not there.
0: We can hear the passion. We're one hour in. That passion is coming through so clearly. We're going to take a little break now. Uh, I'm going to press pause. Everyone in the room, I have no doubt, will remind me to press unpause after the break. Let's have a little 10-minute break so that Andy can get his computer working and everything else ready to rock and roll. We're back here in the Zoom room. We're joined again by Andy from Embolden. Um we've had a few discussions here about the labels before we even taste the Brave the Haze. This is a pretty striking label. Can you tell us a bit of the story about the label for Brave the Haze before we get onto the beer?
2: Absolutely. Um the nice thing about this one is it it's it's completely raw in the sense that when we came up with this concept, we had 3 weeks with which to launch our cans. We were lucky enough to already be, have the opportunity to sign to a distributing label. And our our artist, as I maybe mentioned earlier, but for anyone who didn't get to hear that part, um, we Instagram stalked this uh, genius um, artist because he did awesome Banksy style art. And That's we, exactly loved we loved that, we loved his political angle. We really wanted him to come at it as hard as he could. Um, this was actually the second beer that we ever produced. This label was produced at the same time the beer was produced. The gentleman who was drawing this never had an opportunity to drink it himself before he had to draw it. So it was just about bringing the full energy. We had a lot of calls, like trying to figure it out. Um, so what it is, is just, it's a, it's a woman holding a torch Brave the Haze is obviously, it's a hazy double IPA, right? That's cute. What it truly is, is that hazies do not have to be that we're going to chew on our beer. It doesn't have to be this training wheels style beverage for folks. It can still be a standalone, amazing product that doesn't have to be tied to this trend, which we're very happy because our artists did not tie that to the trend of Brave the Haze being like it's your EDM party, everyone loves everything all the time type thing. Um, This right here is a beverage that we believe can stand the test of time because it's an 8%er that you don't have to chew on, drink it because you like it and you like the flavors. We used all of our favorite hops, and we didn't make it to the point where it's got a thickness to it. It's just got a smoothness to it. Um, a lot of that is accomplished through double dry hopping. Um, we love to double dry hop. Basically, anything that we do that's hoppy. So um, I know Warren going to come back at me with a bunch of questions like this because I know what you've been doing this whole time. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's honestly our secret is because we double dry hop everything that we do that we like to have hoppy. Um, we don't like the hops to be in the boil. Um, it, we feel that to be old school style we like to be new school style and that's really our thing that um, we kind of do to be different because we want it to be enjoyable versus being a punishment to just want to drink a fucking 8% double I want to, I'm down are you guys drinking it? we are drinking it it's oh, yeah. um
0: it's magnificent and it's in one sense for an 8% beer it's quite restrained and easy drinking um, we've had many beers that are 6 or 7% which tastes boozier than this does.
2: Um, You know, I might've said it before, and I know that we've all been saying this entire time, like if this was part of it that got cut off or anything like that, um, I think that the most important thing that I can say for us is our beers aren't the ones that you should have to think really hard about. Our guys have already really done that work. They've been in the industry for a long time. They've done every different variation, had every different beautiful hop. We want it to be so that you don't have to think about that. You can enjoy. I mean, you guys are coming up like you're on brunch time in Australia, if I'm if I'm doing my math correctly. Um yeah. you guys should be able to just enjoy it without having if you have to waft it and all that stuff, then we did our job wrong. They make this like this. It's still hazy, but it's it's supposed to be crush. Like you should be able to crush this. And if that's not the case, then you know, we did it wrong, but we believe that beer should be something that's just a backdrop for folks to have a great time. This is the ultimate epitome of this. It's my favorite beer that we do. Um, I love, I love whiskey. I love beer. I love IPAs. This is our, my favorite beer that we do.
0: So is this core range for you? I guess one question we haven't asked And it's often hard for us over here to tell what's core range and what's not core range out of the six beers in the pack. Um, Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so the three that we tried today are all complete cores. We always have those. You actually, David, we're trying our fourth core, which um, is the hidden paradise, single hazy. Of which I also love, love the label. Can I say? Oh, hell yeah. That's a hell of a beer. Um the only reason that I did not um choose to sample that along with you guys is first of all, that's the one that I drink just all the time like kind of casually but also um we're 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 selling out of that everywhere and you guys are very lucky to actually have that one um as well as the other two that you guys got are so rare that you you couldn't get them from us right now if if you like wanted to so anyone who's got the the um, USUs have the dreamland and the darkest day yep. is my understanding. <laughs> Those things are so ridiculous that they're so sold out <laughs> right here that I, like I couldn't try one right now if I wanted to, cause they're all being brewed. <laughs> like,
0: I, I want to ask about them in a moment, but can I ask, first of all, how did you, I presume the approach came from our friends from forward hops uh, who are the importers in Australia. How did you first make contact with, them or how did they first make contact with you and how is it that we get to enjoy your beers in Australia today?
2: Well, so we actually, we import a lot of hops. So we actually found out all this through hop importing. So we love to use South Seas hops all the time. Australia, New Zealand, that's, we just have a, a, a serious love for it. And, you know, San Diego And I mean, like, whatever, I don't want to generalize, but like Australia, New Zealand, right, is it's, there's a huge overlap culturally and we like to use the same type of hops and you guys are doing up, Ford Hops is doing better hops there than we are in California. So we like to get whatever we can. Also, um, we were actually doing a deal to import to Japan for our other brand, New Motion, and Ford Hops was in on that deal. And hopefully someday you guys can try our other brand new motion. Um, but like they like they love tea in Japan, and shit just started to work out. I mean, there's. Uh, <laughs> I I wish I could make the story more embellished, but that's just no, how stuff a, goes. When it works, it works. That makes when total it works, sense. it freaking works. When it works, it works, and it worked really well.
0: I was uh, excited. I, I, a couple of episodes ago, we had Temple Brewing on from Melbourne, and I had to nice. go and drop some beer off there yesterday. And they do some magnificent Asian tea style beers. That's uh, awesome. They're quite amazing to drink.
2: So that's so off cool. Tap it was lovely yesterday in the sun. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, exactly. Like when it's nice and sunny out, and we're in beach towns, it's that's just the next. It's the next best thing.
0: Hmm. Is it back over to me, Mr. Warren? I'll, I'll keep rolling. Oh, I, thought,
1: I, I was I was watching you do your thing, and it was pretty impressive. So I thought
2: we'd leave you to it. Is anyone just, is anyone drinking the Brave haze with me? Or? I, I think we're
1: totally drinking the Brave. I think
2: we pretty much all are. The only people who might but not nah, be in the nah, ones nah. who. I appreciate you all.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Let's. I was just going. Di- I was thinking of diving in at this point with the. Um, with the classic cool room question or the traditional cool room question um and this one might need a little bit of explanation for andy so so what we normally do is ask someone what the weirdest strangest most uh my- I saw that question come up, and I've got the answer. Oh and yes, perfect! I'm so glad we send our questions out, right? We're so professional, other than <laughs> do forgetting to you, press the do, do, do you guys get cocaine
2: down there in Australia? No,
1: that's not no no what
2: cocaine is, Andy. I don't think. Right. So mm-hmm. I've um I've I've walked into our cold room and seen people doing cocaine off of my kegs. So <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the cold room. I was in there to get a keg. Even as the owner, I was doing work. On oh, a so was day at your own venue. I, I was at my own venue, going to get my own keg to do someone else's job, and I saw someone doing cocaine in my cold room, who I'd never seen before in my entire life. I feel like I, we should move on.
1: Yeah, yeah I totally yeah. move on. Normally,
0: that normally that normally that precipitates a discussion about
2: an explosion in a cool room or an explosion in the brewery. You ever had we don't have those? any we don't have any personnel issues that would do anything like that. Um the weirdest shit that happens around there is from random people who love our shit too much. And it's usually this exact drink that you're drinking now that precipitates that.
3: Uh,
2: I am conscious
0: that we need to talk about this one before we move on to the stout. So we set ourselves a bit of a
1: task. So um yeah, we do we do need to, that's awesome. Sorry, I'll be um so going like so going back to this one and you're very you've you've discussed how purposeful you are with the haze and with creating this and with creating this style yep is part of you is part of the idea and the philosophy we can do it better than the east coast is it kind of this this idea where we're like you know, it's it's West Coast IPA and San Diego in particular, um a synonymous, are so synonymous with craft brewing that. Do you need to do this stuff? Do you have it? Do you have that that feeling inside that the, uh, your team and the brewers and and kind of that West Coast brewing fraternity in general kind of have that feeling, or is it just me making stuff up?
2: No, no, no it's a it's a great question. I can see how that would come up. Um, East coast brewing styles do not ever in any way come up in our discussions and how we brew. Um, it's a non, it's a non-factor. There's not a single East coast brewery that would ever, ever be on our radar of someone that we would want to do like stuff like period. There's a, you know, that's just the best way that I can put it. We never ever attempt to emulate anything on the East coast. Um, a hazy IPA is a hazy IPA because we choose stuff that doesn't flocculate for a smooth mouse field. It's not in any way predicated on that. And it never will be. <laughs> i love they, that. They're like honestly, there's not a single East Coast brewery that like will ever crack into our like your, wine your deal. Your your your, yeah. your, your we, we 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 oh. brew for people who are literally right around San Diego and for folks anywhere in the world who want to have that exact experience that we do here in san diego we brew san diego beer as best as we can because that either will sell or it won't but we're not doing it chasing anyone else's tail and like this is gonna sound really dickish but i'm not a dickish guy um we just there's no east coast brewery that i even have ever like liked so it's not it's not a concern
1: that's fascinating i kind of love the honesty of that 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 answer do you think there's East Coast IPAs which would be saying the same thing of
2: like do you think there's Oh, I'm sure. I'm hundred yeah. percent sure. And if they weren't, then they're a failure to themselves. Yeah. If they if they wouldn't say the same thing, then they're failing themselves. We yeah, grew was- for the people in our community, in our community, we know what they like. Yeah. That's the be-all end all of the entire thing. We know what San Diego drinkers like, and it just happens to turn out that folks. A lot of other places also like san diego style beer
1: yeah i like the sincerity of what you said then i really appreciate i mean like i've got like i can yeah i can understand when you say oh this sounds a bit dickish but but i also appreciate like yeah like you you brew for your little community you brew for your the people who love you and you know what that who they are and that's the way i literally
2: know the names of the folks who who buy our beer you know yeah like we brew for the folks. Who are right here, and for folks anywhere who like stuff like this, period.
1: Um. So, I th- moving on for that, and so you're going from strength to strength. You're building, you're developing. You've got some big neighbors around you, but what's the next big thing for for the brewery? What's the big next big thing for Embolden that you're you're embarking on? Where
2: do you see it going from here? Yeah. So um, we're very fortunate in the last year, so we were established, like um, for anyone who tuned in late, we got established in 2020. So we we got established in the height of COVID. We all, you know, buckled down, got into this uh, at a you know horrible time, but we've been very fortunate. We've been supported by our local community and we like to expand into other communities that have a similar sensibility. So we're now in Orange County, San Diego, Los Angeles, um, California, Arizona, the state, um, and now being in, you know, Australia. being in Australia. Like we're looking, we're the same. Honestly, a very similar person who put us on to going to Australia is um, going to be importing us into Japan. So you know, we're we're going to be going into a lot of um, further afield type places, and um, I guess the whole thing is we do our style and we believe that there's people around the world who would love it. And there's people around the world who wouldn't give a shit. And that's fine. Um, Just the same as I don't give a shit about a lot of shit that comes my way. Mm -hmm. So we are just trying to put ourselves in front of folks who want to uh, have that San Diego experience wherever they are. And hopefully y'all down there, like I want to come visit you guys and it would be cool. But you know, if, if you guys didn't like it, that's also cool. Like, no harm, no foul. But yeah. we just want to be in, in front of people who want to experience that San Diego style, and we're just going to do our style.
0: Can I ask, does it excite you? This is such a sort of self-indulgent question, but in Australia we do this kind of thing a, a bit. Does it excite you about exporting beers to Australia? It, Hell
3: you know, yeah. Is it fun to be in are San you Diego kidding? and
2: not thinking these people in Australia are drinking this beer today and loving it? Can I ask you a question? Do you think that I would be up at 9.42 on a Saturday night talking to y'all if I didn't think this was awesome? Uh, maybe just very dedicated to being a marketer. I don't know. I, no, fuck that. <laughs> I think it's so awesome to be able to see all of you guys. This is This is amazing. This is amazing for our brand. Everyone who we work with, all of my fucking 20 team members, everyone in the wings is so excited like it means the world to us and we would do anything to support anyone who loves us anywhere in the world and guess what you are the people who are the furthest afield who have had our beers I mean furthest afield from us right you're at home you know it but to me that's just amazing
0: Gee, I really wish I would pressed record earlier and got all the best bit of the content that we'd missed earlier. No,
2: you guys, this means the world to all of us. You have no idea.
0: No, well, I think, I think very much likewise in reverse. Um, it is such a treat to be in Australia and be able to talk to someone like yourself who's so passionate about beer and the product that you're behind and the people that you work with and... Um, everything you've said today has resonated, but particularly when you were speaking earlier on about your feeling of responsibility for those people who moved into a new life with you in this business. And of course, that's, that strikes us, I think in Melbourne, Australia, particularly, that's the kind
2: of people we are. We love to hear stories. Of like that. course. That's, of- that's just how we operate my friend. And this, that's why this means the world to me, like to be, to be up on a Saturday night to talk to y'all, I'm going to tell you guys right now, it means the world to everyone on our team. But there's folks who are, I mean, I hope you're enjoying the products. If you're not, you're faking it pretty well. But gosh, if you guys are enjoying the products half a world away, it means the world to us.
0: I can assure you, and I mean this very genuinely, you think that it's a 30 degree Melbourne day at the end of autumn, the end of fall. And we're choosing to be inside looking out at the sun through a window uh, rather than out there enjoying it. That shows how awesome your beers are. Uh, Thank you, my friend. That's a, that's a really big thing. We're going to get on to talking about the stout in a minute. But before we do that, let's have a few audience questions. One of the best things that we do, one of the things that I love most about The Cool Room is that people who join us live in The Cool Room can ask questions. And Shana, I think you're going to be first. We're going to really start to probe and prod our friend Andy here. Not Let's in a do it. UFO way, just a, a happy, friendly way. Shana.
3: I oh, not 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 really. I mean, you can decline to answer. But you've spoken a lot about your love for whiskey or bourbon. Uh, but also mentioned, I hope this was recorded earlier but about not wanting to be that esoteric brewery and and be available for the people. So I suppose, given that love of barrels, is there an idea behind perhaps a barrel program, particularly with stouts in the future?
2: We have a huge barrel program here in San Diego. I hate to break it to you. There's, it would take a lot to get that to Australia. We do a huge barrel program here. Um, if you were to look us up on Instagram, the entire back wall of our facility is it's an entire functional barrel wall. Um, I'm so sorry that like, I wish you could have come up with the idea, but we've been doing it since day one. We release them all the time for ourselves and we drink them all I'd like, there's no other nice way for me to say it, but it's a brilliant idea and we already do it.
3: No, don't. it's not about my idea. You're just breaking my heart because I want those beers now as well. We, we're,
2: not, we're not we're not as big as maybe you think we are then. Um, we have 40 barrels on the wall and they're all different. One barrel barely serves the tap room. There's no way that we, we we're not big enough yet to be able to have enough for export. Um, but we want to, we want to. And I'll be thinking of you, Shana, the second that we freaking do. If we do some for export, and I'm gonna talk to David, whatever it takes for him to buy my beers and then sell them to y'all, like we'll figure it out. And that's
0: very much our ethos here as well, which is you know, there's there's no real markups on the way through, as my wife keeps reminding me as I show her our bank balance. Uh oh, if I are sharing all awesome beers. I
2: don't like buying anything. I'm like, I just I don't have an export thing.
0: Like. No, but we can, we can talk about some of that because we'd love to get some of those kinds of beers. We love them deeply. That's sort of... Yeah, that's we're brilliant.
2: Hitting. We're going to send some to y'all. We're going to and, do it.
0: Uh, Mr. Muggs, do you want to chime in? You've got two questions, mate. Two quite interesting ones. Fire away. Yeah, both out to be completely different, to be honest.
3: Um, um, this has been really cool. Also, Andy, and I'm like really excited about the the barrel age thing obviously um but my my question is more to do with um because obviously we're sitting here drinking these beers on the other side of the world like yes what's your distribution actually like in the states
2: itself southern california up to um basically santa barbara so like halfway up california from south to north and then arizona state and that's it
3: yep so is that is that cans or are you doing? You're obviously, you're doing kegs as well. Cans,
2: kegs, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I, like because I just feel like I've talked to a few people who I know know from the states and they've never remotely heard heard of the, the brand at all, and it was just sort of like,
2: yeah, it was. No just one like, here's heard of us either.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and like they're, and they're they're from California too, so it was sort of like,
2: well, wow. there's people who live. There's people who live right next to where we actually operate that have never heard of us. That's how dense the beer community is here. It's yeah. it's it's insane.
3: I uh, I think it's really cool that you know we're getting this stuff. Yeah, you know, like I said, the other side of the world. Um, my other question was, and I noticed on this particular beer that you have gone with a particular hop that I didn't. Well, you don't see much of, which is New Zealand Cascade.
2: Yeah, we actually do a large amount of our beers with New Zealand free from Freestyle Farms. We do a shit ton of business with them. Our core beers, we generally only use a little bit because if if a boat gets lost on the ocean, we can't not produce our cores. We love to use New Zealand hops as often as possible. New Zealand Cascade is our favorite version of Cascade. California or Oregon Cascade is shit by comparison. Yeah, okay.
3: Because, like, I know, like in the past, I, like, I've had experiences with it at a home brewing sort of level, and it's been a mixed bag. Like, one year it was amazing, the next year it was.
2: New Zealand's way more <laughs> consistent. Yeah, so, okay. like, we also, um, sort of Nelson Sauvin, we always fucking get from new zealand like we buy as much as we possibly can afford um get all of our nelson from there versus getting it from northern california or oregon or washington state um it's new zealand hops are just the fucking best hops on the planet to be honest
3: because i mean i I just find that really really cool because obviously you know you're in the west yeah it's it's it's
2: closer to y'all than it is to me (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, and, and like obviously Cascade is the invention of you know, it, it's 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 of course hop, it's the hop that basically invented
2: the West Coast of course and you're
3: going over you know, the other side of the world to get it. So
2: we're um when when we say that we're so I think the way that I worded it on the website, and, and don't quote me because it's 9.50 now on a Saturday night. So, <laughs> you know, I've had a beer with y'all, but the way that I think I worded it was something along the lines of that we do old school styles on a cutting edge take. So honestly the best cascade, the best nest and solvent in the world is from the south seas, like y'all, like literally Australia and New Zealand. I'd rather buy all of my hops from there from than Australia. I mean, I mean sorry, than than North America. It's it way better. I'm I'm going to chime in here with a question. So for a bloke who apparently isn't
0: one of the brewers, doesn't know anything about not. the brewing process. Now, I understand you've said that, but you want to impose a certain kind of hop on the brewers. You clearly know a lot about brewing. You clearly love it. You clearly love those hops.
1: Or well, at least the oh, products. Or at yeah,
2: least the I'm not, products. oh, and let me, let me be very clear. I don't, I don't impose that. They're the guys who know it. They just tell me, they tell me my business partner to sign the check. They're like, hey, we're going to fucking import this shit. Sign the check. I'm the sign the check guy. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the like, that's a great idea guy. I yeah. don't want to get, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't no, become, no, I, I love become it. Become I love it, when, it in, when they bring it in. When they bring it in, I smell that big ass bag of freestyle hops <laughs> from New Zealand there's nothing like that. There's nothing, there's no experience like that in the world. That's
0: perfect. Your passion is clearly there. That's what keeps coming through in this interview.
2: It's fantastic. Thank you.
3: There's Uh, no experience like
2: that in the world though. I'm just, you know, I'm just a conduit. I'm a fan. I'm the biggest fan. I think we've got one more question from our
0: friend, Jacob in the room, one of our best supporters uh we're gonna do that one and then we might just have a opening
2: of the stout and a quick chat about that yes yeah 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 i would love it and i can chat through it like you guys are very 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 lucky my father tried to buy some of this for me the other day and i said we're sold out dad like if you guys send get me, to try that me his number stout and right we'll now. all
0: message him tonight at whatever time it is in america and just annoy him by
2: australian saying we're drinking that beer that's gorgeous my friend <laughs> fantastic oh i'm here for it i'm here for y'all no matter what jacob far away with your question brother thanks jacob um given the
1: location and the workforce could you please give us some broad strokes on what the craft beer Scene is like in Mexico. So, would you recommend any brewery? Like, is there any specific breweries that you you you, you like and you oh tried God. and you like? And even I'll tell you what, or even if some of your crew have have um, good connections with breweries down there that we should we should keep an eye out for and try to.
2: Yeah, you know what? And I'm gonna give you one off the top of my head, and I will actually because I. I don't speak fluent Spanish, so I'll have to look up the exact names of them. But yes. T-One Brewing Company, it as generic as that would sound, is ridiculously good. Um, if and they're beer," the, they're just up? on the other side of the border, too, aren't they? They're like, yes, oh yeah, yeah. T-One is directly on the side of the border. In fact, ninety-nine percent of all of the best breweries in Mexico are within probably twenty minutes of the border of the United States. Mm. There's two areas, or no, three areas that are gonna be generally good. So this is more important than actually, well no, this is such a that's such a terrible way to answer this. It's more important than what you actually asked though. What you need to know is the districts that have good beer. So it's going to be Tijuana, uh-huh. it's gonna be Ensenada, and it's gonna be a place called Valle Guadalupe. Um, it's also known for wine. So you can get great wine in Valle Guadalupe as well. Um, I can look up some of them, but Tijuana Brewing Company is amazing. Um, the only other thing you really, really need to know, other than those districts, is look up a beer called La Lupulosa. Lupulin is the the chemical in hops that makes it hoppy, hmm. right? So it's lupulin. So we think, they we think did it a comes from the
0: Latin lupus.
2: Yes. Yeah, the, the wolf. Yeah. La
0: uh, Lupulosa often to be smart. just happens
2: to be La night. Lupulosa is the best Mexican beer out there right now. There's La Azteca, um, but that's a lager that's been around forever. These new folks who are doing it and they're doing it right. They're doing it in Tijuana. They're doing it in Ensenada, and they're doing it in Valle Guadalupe. And that there's is. like and it's, it's 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 a lot. Like it's it's like the San Diego beer scene. It's like the Melbourne beer scene. It's like Asheville, North Carolina, like is blowing up,
0: and we know the Melbourne beer scene is better than the It
2: is huge. <laughs> it's huge, or you wouldn't be on the phone with me. Uh great question, Jacob. We know we've strayed a little bit. Yes, off that. no, no. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up, and I will, I will, I will email you guys like some of the best ones because I don't want to mispronounce them over the uh, over the, the thing.
0: We're obviously moving towards wrapping things up, but you've been kind enough to stay on the line and give us a little bit more time
2: just That's to hating. talk about
0: Dark as day. Now that I, I've loved every label and I can say that hand on heart. And then I've seen this one. And I, I, that is my, that is a beautiful label
2: beer. Have you tried this beer yet? No, I'm about to open. be honest. You have not opened that yet. That's uh that's an instant sellout, um, special release that we do. It's, it's outrageous. So it's a stout when you pour it, it's going to be golden. So it's a golden milk stout. We achieve yeah. the, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Um, we achieve that through coffee, fresh coffee. You can't do anything malted like uh, roasted malt. So we use all fresh malt. We use non-roasted coffee. You can't roast anything. There's no filter. We do not have a filter or a centrifuge. So I want to make that very clear because what you're tasting right now is a completely clear stout. Wow. It's an amazing um, it's the, looking beer, my friend. It's, uh, it's probably the most impressive brewing-wise and scientifically um, executed beer that we do. This sells out so quickly that the fact that the order came in from Australia on that exact same fucking week that was the only reason that you guys we got, got it. it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, um that 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 sold out like I I can't get one of those right now if I wanted one, which I do. Um I couldn't have one.
0: It does, but Mickey sort of asked the question. We've had a few white sets in Australia, but it's not a
2: common style. educate us all about what a white stout is, please. So we call it a golden stout, but I, you know, like I'll, so I'll use the parlance of, I'll use the parlance of, of um, what we say out here. So um, we make a golden stout because it's part of our ultimate goal to flip people's beer expectations on their heads. So we've made black loggers. We've made golden stouts. This one right here, we make it golden because we don't use any roasted malts. Instead of doing that, we use coffee. Um, and we use like heavier malt, but that's not roasted. So you get the malt flavor, you get the malt thickness, you get the coffee flavors that are usually in a stout. Um, and then this one's based off of a horchata. So the important thing about this is also to note that um, we're on the Mexico border. So we like to do things um, that are important to us, which is also Mexican culture. So this one is based off a horchata, which is a rice and cinnamon drink that's traditional Uh, in Mexico. Yeah. So rice and cinnamon is traditional in Mexico. So we use real rice, real cinnamon. Um, We we bring in all of the real deal. We boil it in the boil kettle just as we would do any other ingredient. Um, Nothing artificial, no artificial flavors. Hopefully that comes through. When you taste it, but a horchata is truly something that's special for San Diego culture. So if you're tasting this right now, wherever like if you know anyone is that gets one, it's a, it's a huge piece of San Diego and Hispanic culture. Can, can I ask a question? It might seem silly,
0: but there's no oats or anything in this because to there's some of that what I would normally expect off a rolled oat kind of flavor. Some of that fuller breakfasty
2: porridgey sort of stuff is that from the rice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in the boiled rice and we don't like, I mean, obviously we did a black rice lager where we like got like roasted rice and you made a black lager with rice, which was a, that was a whole other thing. Um, This one, just straight up boiled rice, just like a horchata would be um, with cinnamon. Obviously we um, we put the cinnamon in a brew bag so that, you know, it wouldn't like add color to the beer and add texture. Um, So the flavor will be there. The rice, the boiled rice, that's that thickness. Um, that's my, this is, this beer right here is one that's, uh, honestly, I'm I'm jealous of you to have it right yeah. now. I hope you
0: don't think that question is disrespectful. It wasn't met in a disrespectful way. Oh, no, no. I no, guess... no. Did,
2: I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to answer. No, it. no, no.
0: You didn't. No, no, We can both apologise to each other here for
2: a moment, but yeah, I no, guess in Australia no, no, no. we're no. used to oats and things being that sort of breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the thickness of the yeah. It's the boiled rice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm sorry if I um, made it seem like that was Australia. No, no, you did not. No, no, no. In no way. In no way. Does does? I, just, um, I think that's a great beer. I really like it,
1: Andy. In terms of in terms of from that marketing hat again. Is is a classic stout harder to sell in a in a climate like a literal climate like uh, San Diego where it's a little bit warmer? It's a little bit more, like you know, it's it's those. Yes.
2: Yeah. Is it harder? We to only sell. sell yeah. We only sell stouts three months of the year. This yeah. was the last stout that we sell, and that's it. We just yeah. don't. We won't do it again until next winter. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a big part of our uh, overall portfolio. But when we do them, they sell out completely. Yeah.
0: I I feel sort of the need to ask. I I know I asked this before, but the whole portfolio, you know, is there a direction that you sort of see yourselves heading in? Is there particular styles that you want to be known for or particular styles that your brewer loves to be known for
2: that you're going to have to market to the world? Lager. Yeah. We, Um, we, we know that we can like, we sell an outrageous amount of IPA. Being known for lager. And honestly, we have a second brand, which obviously we're not gonna bring up on this podcast, but hopefully next time um we'll be able to bring in new motion. But really it's it's lager and hard tea. Hard hard sparkling tea is our other those are our passions. We know IPA is gonna sell no matter what. Good. Period. I I guess sort of the the logical
0: follow-up to that is that you know, if we were being naughty and asking sort of questions, you know, what if you were going to be bringing in, you know, I would you only sell IPAs to Australia or the more esoteric beers like this one, which are gorgeous to drink, but the, the cost of sending things overseas, the margin you make on it?
2: I'm going to be honest with you guys. The making the margin eye is not really the important thing to us. We produce stuff at the price it costs. Um, I was at a sales meeting in LA yesterday where they said, I can't believe you offered at this price. And I said, that's the price that we can, we sell it for. Like it's it's not that hard to be fair to folks. Um, we want to sell folks stuff that they want at literally the price we can produce. It it's much more important for us to be able to hang out like this right now, what we're doing, this is why we're in this industry in the first place this is and hopefully like by the time it got there it was fresh and good and we just want it to be something that we can enjoy across the pond at whichever pond it may be mm. with anyone yeah i know everyone thinks of the atlantic coast but i live on the pacific coast you guys are across the pond to me so it's something that we we have a passion for wanting to share with other human beings on this planet um if 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 you all want something specific, please, first of all, just email me. <laughs> and that's not a joke. That's not a joke. We'll make it happen. Like, that's just how we do. I'm going to wrap up the recording here. Um, and yeah.
0: It's two hours in or more. You've been incredibly generous, despite my inability to
2: press the record. Are button. you guys kidding me? You guys have let me go on this rant this entire time.
0: Um, your, your passion and you're caring for the product and the people around you and and the city and the space around you is, is so palpable tonight. We love that kind of thing. Everyone who's in the Zoom room tonight and all of our listeners love to hear passionate people. Uh, we're going to wrap up the formal bit of the taping right here.